Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of True Crime. Where we talk housewife stuff and true crime stuff. Lots of crime going on. We got slapping. That's a crime, right? That is a crime. We've got, well, I mean, I'm like, I'm watching a lot of crime television right now. Oh my gosh, me too. Um, I am watching The Thing About Pam. Yes, with, remember we listened to that podcast a while li- ago. And it's one of my all-time favorite true crime podcasts. And I ne- and listeners have asked us over the years to do the case of Pam Hupp. And I've always said no, because I just felt like I'd be cheating on Keith Morrison, my Mia Moore, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, no one could do it better. But I've actually had renewed interest in... Uh, that whole case. And so I'm reading a book about it right now. So I think I might actually be able to put a new spin on it, give you guys some more details. So let me know if you think you'd be interested in that. I would totally be interested in it because I feel like we pick up on things that sometimes, especially like a 48 hours or a dateline, they don't want to say. You know, oh, and they're they... always paying attention to the exact fucking forensic science and shit. And you know, <laughs> but they we just also, give you the gist. It yes. matched. Well, yeah. And, and you can get it in one hour or less. So 
Yeah. And I'm watching Gretchen got me into that A&E Playboy special, which mind blown, mind blown. Mind blown. And I'm only a couple episodes in because I just remember being, you know, 18 and all the girls were sending their pictures in to just get invited to the parties. And we had lots of friends that went. went to the parties. Yeah. Yeah. And now I watch it and I just think it is so crazy. They would take pictures of underage girls and wait until they were 18 to post them. Uh, let me tell you. Yikes. Oh, yeah. I mean, boy, have times changed. People be evolving. You know, the part that really stuck with me is the Shannon twins, the last girls that were on the Girls Next Door, talking about what it was like when they went there and they were forced to go down on Hefner and it was like their old grandpa's hand force shaking, forcing their heads down. No, it's just so. And they were what? Barely 18? Yeah, it is so incredible. It's so incredibly disturbing. Yeah. So it's definitely a behind the scenes of what was going on and the dirty behind the scenes and not the glamorous behind the scenes, which, you know, we when we did have some people that go there, they were like that grotto was not as glamorous as it looked like on the television. Yeah, I'm kind of glad the dream is dead, you know, and guys really need to watch it, right? Because they all think like there are porn stars out there that just love having sex all the time and they come all the time, you know, when you walk in the room and that's not true. No, it's not true. <laughs> none of that is true. That's, that doesn't exist. They really need all their bubbles bursted. And yeah. So you should make your husbands forcibly watch it. <laughs> forcibly watch <laughs> So they appreciate you. Yeah. Good advice, I guess. Are it. you watching anything else on television? Are you were? Did you watch the Yellowstone? I am watching so much. That? Yeah, I finished the Yellowstone. I've got to start at the 1883. And I think a new season of that is coming out. The Yellowstone. Yeah, and I heard that was really good. I watched the other day Naked and Afraid. Have you ever watched that? I have so long ago. Yeah, I was, I could not, I never watched it ever. And it does, you know, I'm a Survivor fan. I want to yeah. be on Survivor. I love Survivor. I could watch it. I think I could be on it. I think I could win. But well, what about Naked and Afraid? Could no. you be on that? No. First of all, I don't like being naked. Yeah, me neither. Ever. Ever. Only in the shower. Yeah. Okay. Second of all, I don't want to meet anybody naked that I don't know. Yeah. Third of all, I think bugs crawl in your hoo-ha. I don't even, I can't even like sleep without, you know, pajamas on in bed or chonies in the very least. Cause I, I think their bugs are going to crawl in there in, in the night Yeah. Well, in my bed. Yeah. So in the wilderness, Think about being in the Amazon. No way. No, no way. way. For sure you're getting stuff up there. Yeah. So no, no thank you. And then I don't know where they even go to the bathroom and all that. That does not sound fun to me. No. Uh, and it's for 21 days that they do it. The one that I, I was watching one and the people made it 20 days and then they gave up. Why? Why How? give up at 20 days? Oh, I can't imagine. Because what do they get? They win a prize? I don't know. They gave up. So I, I you know, I I don't watch the whole episode. I, I fall asleep. Yeah. So I saw them quit. They didn't get the prize. And the next people came up and they had to go 21 days. I was thinking maybe the 21 days is so like the lady doesn't have her period at the time. Like why 21? Excellent point. No, I did not know. I'm watching a show called Thousand Pound Sisters, and I watched an episode where there was a woman who was naked and not afraid. And, you know, <laughs> she went out in the rain and walked around naked. And I thought it was awesome. I thought, you go, girl. Live it up. Right? I wish I could be naked and unafraid. Yeah, me too. In, yeah. in front of everybody, I mean, yeah, well. Yeah. So, I guess. Yeah. Well. Goals. <laughs> sure. sure. 
I will tell you, I have a case and I, uh, there is a mom of this person in this case that I think we all should have goals to aspire to be so determined. Are you ready for me to tell you? Yeah. This week, I am taking us to California. Ooh, California, yay. Back to my hood, except for not really my hood, because this is Northern California, to be exact. Okay. Up in Placer County, Auburn area. Do you know where that is? I do. Way up there. Way up there. If you guys don't know, it is mountainous. It's real beautiful. It's next to Tahoe. Uh, people tend to have a little more land up there, I would say. It's got a country feel. Yeah. And it's pretty small. The population of Auburn is only 14,000. And I actually have been there because one of my dearest friends, Audrey, grew up there. And her mom is the current mayor. No way. Yes. So I, of course, consulted her on this case because with such a small town, I knew she would know all about it. And by the way, she was an attorney before that. And she's her whole family is like all in the law there. So I just knew it. And she did. She knew her stuff, man. So anyhow, let's get to what happened. Back in October 2005, there was a 27-year-old disco biscuit named Christy Wilson. Christy was like you and me, Gretch, in our 20s. She was independent, looking for a good future with a job, dating the wrong men, and loving the <laughs> casino. Perfect. Exactly like us, actually. <laughs> exactly. The only thing that Christy did like to do that we didn't like to do was she would go to the casino a lot. And she would play even when she didn't have the money to play with. I and never had the money to play with. I would go, I would get on a plane and go to Vegas with $40 and just figure I'll just win as much money as I need. Yes, but we could leave without the $40. Oh, I didn't go into debt. Yeah. That's right. Well, Christy was more of a professional player than you or I. She also, like us, didn't have the money to gamble away, but she thought she could make the money and would often go in debt gambling, which Ooh. gives me a lot of anxiety. Really does. Yeah. So I would say her parents and her then boyfriend would maybe say she had a bit of a gambling problem. Yeah. Christy at the time was in between jobs, but actively looking and interviewing and actually was about to get hired. She was also in the process of ditching her boyfriend that she lived with. His name was Danny. They had a pretty tumultuous relationship. Um, I can imagine losing a job, being hard up for cash, and the immaturity play into their fights. And sometimes their fights were physical. They actually were arrested, both of them, at one point after Danny called the police from a physical altercation. Nothing had come of that. They dropped the charges and just, you know, let them on their way and said, get your shit together. But they were just in one of those relationships where it's bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we we know those relationships where maybe the two are fine apart, but they're not fine together. And her parents saw it and they're like, Christy, you have got to move on. And Christy agreed. She was also a little bit depressed and was getting treatment for depression and anxiety and working through that. I just want to say really quick, because we are talking about domestic violence, that we don't condone it in any way. And I, I think their situation was mild, but a lot of people's are not mild. So if you have a problem and you want to get help, I have a suggestion you can call 1-800-799-7233 or text 88788. So anyways, this particular night, Christy decided she was going to head over to the Thunder Valley Casino in Lincoln, California. I have never been there. I'm sure you haven't been there, have you? No. Okay. But it is a on 
It's a casino on Native American land. It looks like one of those ones in Palm Springs that we would go to. Okay. Morocco. Yeah, Casino Morocco. It's like, it's good. It's a good one. Okay. They've got golf. They've got a hotel casino. I would be there in a heartbeat. And you know what they also have this summer? What? They have entertainment. ZZ Top is going there in June. Nelly, the Backstreet Boys. Nice. I kind of want to take a vacation. Yeah. So Christy headed there one night alone without her boyfriend, which I think is a little odd. But I also like to gamble by myself. I play craps by myself. Yeah. I'm kind of a self-loathing gambler. My husband has left me alone in the casino. And come... Is it because you you don't want to go to bed? Yeah. And he's come downstairs and found me still at the table. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. I actually, when we went, I think it was me and you went and with my ex-boyfriend. He thought I was doing some drugs to keep myself awake. No, not necessary. Whatever it's... oxygen they pump through the casino <laughs> is all I need. It is not necessary. I'm like, no, I just, I love it. It's yeah. so fun. So anyways, Christy loved blackjack and she had a great time playing blackjack this night. She was up a little. She was down a little. She was down a lot. Once down, Christy started to get real frustrated, borrowed some money from the guys around the table, and the host noticed that Christy started to become visibly upset and a little belligerent. She was a regular at the casino, so her behavior seemed real off from her normal behavior. Even when she lost before, she did get upset, but this time it was like a little bit extra. extra. Okay. Christy at one point got up to use the restroom and call her boyfriend around 1030 at night to let him know that she would be making her way home soon but went back to the table until well after midnight. When Danny, her boyfriend, woke up the next morning and Christy wasn't back from the casino, he started to freak out. Danny called Christy's cell phone over and over and over obsessively, like 70 times or more obsessively to get a hold of her. Danny waited all day, didn't hear from Christy, He called the jails, the hospitals, you know, anywhere you can think of that she might be and nothing. The next day, Christy didn't come home again. And so he drove over to the casino where he saw Christy's car in the parking lot, but no Christy. Danny then called Christy's friends, see if they've heard from her. No no Christy. And so he called her parents to let them know he was going to file a missing persons case. Christy's stepdad was actually a retired police detective and immediately thought, I think what probably you and I are thinking, that Danny, the boyfriend, has guilt written all over him. I don't know. I I don't think he would have, if he would have followed filed the missing person report if he was guilty. That's my hunch. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I mean, did he's really, Scott he's Peterson? Sm- Scott Peterson did. Did he? I don't remember. Well, but he called. I remember he called. Yeah, they make phone calls and ask if you've heard from them, but to go through the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you, that's my, that's my hunch. That's your gut instinct. Okay. Yeah. Well, nine times out of 10, I would say that it would probably be the boyfriend. But, Gretchen, your hunch is right. It was not. The police, uh, once they were notified about Christie's disappearance, uh, police start putting, pulling footage from the casino. And they see Christie having a great time playing, laughing, high-fiving through the night. And you see her get up that one time most likely to make that call to Danny and then sit back down. You also see there is one consistent man sitting next to Christy the entire night. It appears as though they become real close as the night goes on. They were hugging, 
drinking. He even brought her over some wine. And he's older. Okay. He seems to have taken quite a liking to Christy. And when Christy got up to leave, he leaves with her. They are then seen on the hotel security cameras leaving, walking into the parking lot around 1.30 a.m. And he's kind of, um, maybe it's not quite 1.30, but, you know, around there after 1 o'clock. He's got his hand on her arm like he's leading her. Okay. The hotel security cameras, once in the parking lot, are not as sufficient as the ones inside the hotel. So the hotel parking lot camera scans, sees them coming out, but it's one of those ones that pans across the entire parking lot and it takes about three and a half minutes to pan. So what they see are the two walking out and they see a set of car lights flash as you know, the cars being unlocked, which is, um, which signals, you know. Yeah. Tick, tick. Yeah. I can only imagine that's how it goes. And then it see, it's, it pans back to that car three and a half minutes later where there's one single man at the wheel driving away. You never see Christy and you never see Christy's car move. Detectives are curious as to who this mystery man at the blackjack table is, and they decide to do some more investigating. So they rewind the tapes and they see this dude. He sat down at a slot machine right before going to the blackjack table and he inserted his player's card. Nice. Yes, because, you know, the player card has all your information on it. Right. And it did. And if you guys don't know what a player's card is, it is it's this card that you get from the casino so you can win points and get free rooms or like a late night buffet, depending on how much you spend. Yeah. On your gambling. I love the player's card, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they find out that this guy is none other than Mario Garcia of Auburn, California. Mario is a middle-aged, successful businessman running the IT department for a healthcare company. He was married, father of two sons, and the town's soccer coach. From what I have heard, he was a very well-known guy in the town, and everyone loved him. Imagine he's your kid's soccer coach. He's at every practice. He gives encouragement to your kids. He's like loved, Gretchy. Okay. He's not the town creep, okay, Okay. that everybody thinks is, you know, stay away from that guy. Yeah. He's the guy you're calling. Can you please have my kid on your team? Yeah. So could this guy really have done something to Christy? At the table, it looked like they were laughing and having a great time on the camera as they walked out. I told you he was kind of guiding her, which does make me a little sus, right? You're married. Why do you have your hands on her? What is he doing at the casino without his wife anyways? I don't know. I don't like that. And I am totally have a double standard about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can go without your husband, but you can't 100%. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he's he's got things to hide, maybe more than just his gambling problem. Yeah. So police head over to Mario's house to ask some questions regarding Christy, and he confirms, yes, I was playing blackjack. He also says, yes, we were also walking to our cars at the same time. But he says, you know what? She turned back because she realized she left her phone at the table. The cops did, in fact, find Christie's phone at the casino left behind. But what they did not find was any video footage of Christie walking back into the casino. Mario also had remnants of scratches all over his face and like a bloodshot eye. When questioned, he said 
they were from falling out of a tree while he was doing yard work and a little bit of poison oak. Police start to question Mario's wife and his co-workers and find out that indeed Mario was looking pretty beat up when he came to work that next morning after the casino. Mario also showed up over an hour and a half late to work for one mandatory meeting and then he left right away, which was unlike his character. One of his coworkers thought he must have got into a fight and even said to Mario, like, I would like to see what the other guy looked like or something like that. You know, one of those funny jokes. Yeah. And Mario's wife, well, she wouldn't talk. Mario said he was home all night after the casino. However, they found that he did make a call to his wife at 7.15 a.m. that pinged a cell tower north of where he lived, which would suggest that he wasn't home at 7 a.m. Right. So my feeling is that Mario's wife was probably scared of Mario, so she was just going to protect him and not get him in a bad mood. Yeah. And police were not buying what Mario was selling. They believed that Mario knew more. So they worked. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Real hard, real fast to get a search warrant of Mario's car and his house. And this is where suspicion grows even deeper. Mario's car trunk had been stripped of all the carpet. Uh oh. And there was an expandable baton in the back of the trunk, which is actually how they were able to arrest him right away because they considered that like a deadly weapon. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that like illegal? He claimed it was for his kids' karate, but I think his kids played soccer, not karate. Yeah, I don't know about, I I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, we never got my, past the yellow belt, but I mean, I don't remember the baton situation. No, I'm not sure about that either. My daughter's just in karate now, and there's no there's no weapons involved at the moment. I know. I think so. No, really? I because I think nunchucks are illegal too. Well, I don't know. Which I, I get. I, I feel like I couldn't hurt anybody with a nunchuck. I, I think, think I, I could, could hurt anybody at any time. <laughs> <laughs> like Christy. Oh, okay. <laughs> no shortage of confidence, Tab. No shortage. I'm just saying, don't come after me. I'll beat your ass. Yeah. I will. Okay. With my just with my bare hands. Yes. With don't, whatever but I'll, it takes. I just think I'd fumble with some nunchucks. That's all I'm saying. But I'll go for your eyes. You are probably a hundred percent correct. You would fumble. Yeah, I don't. So, I, I don't find you very coordinated. True story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they also notice in the car that it obviously has been impeccably cleaned because you know that's what criminals do, right? And there were a couple of mist brownish red spots that were still on the uh, lining of inside the car. As well as two hairs, one in the trunk and one on the outside passenger handle. Mario's computer was also taken, cell phone, and a digital camera, which they found. And let me tell you, Mario was searching about forensics. Mm -hmm. He was searching penal codes for warrants. And I won... I read one report that he searched for date rape drugs, but in the police report that I read, I didn't see the statement, but I know that they do think that uh, a roofie was involved. Mm. On Mario's digital camera, they were able to retrieve photos of Mario that had been taken and deleted of his wounds. So like the day after it, this incident happened, he took pictures of himself, like all of his scratches, um, and then immediately deleted them. But, you know, that digital stuff, retrievable. Yeah. He was actually pretty badly wounded and even went to the doctors for an eye infection. And then the forensics for the car. Of course, they came back positive for DNA of Mario's blood mixed with Christie's. And the two hairs were indefinitely Christy Wilson's hairs. They also found a bit of blood with just her sole DNA profile. So they were sure they had the right guy. But you know what is almost impossible, Crutchy? What? Convicting someone of murder without a body. Totally. So Mario was arrested, but they needed to find Christy. And they knew that Mario probably knew where Christy was, but Mario was not about to talk. Mario had, you know, once they took him into custody, they were able to actually like see all of his, his wounds. And he had scratches, bite marks, black eye, busted eye vessel, scratches to his face, his chest. I mean, Christy fought hard, yeah. which is amazing, which I think you would do too with your bare hands. That's right. Um, they also believed by looking at Mario that they were not looking for Christy alive. So search parties were set up to search for Christy's body, which has got to be so hard for a family because you want to think a missing person is still alive, you know? Right. So they set up helicopters, they had cadaver dogs, they brought in divers because there was some sort of like pond around Mario's house. Mario lived on a 4.5 acre property and they brought dogs there. They searched the whole entire premise of his property and unfortunately, Christy was nowhere to be found. So they decided instead of digging more around 
Mario's house, they were going to dig into Mario's past. And let me tell you what this dad of the year was hiding. But before I get into who Mario Garcia really was, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors for today's podcast. Okay, back to who this man really was. Well, let me tell you what the investigators were about to discover. Over 20 years prior, in 1978, he had actually kidnapped, beat, and raped his ex-girlfriend named Wendy Ward. Wendy had dated Mario, and when she no longer wanted to date him, he was furious. He stalked her, burglarized her home, and finally kidnapped and raped her, not once, but twice. And the second time he did, he was not going to let her get away. As Wendy sat waiting for his wrath to be over for the second time, Mario went to grab a gun and stuck it in Wendy's mouth and pulled the trigger. The first shot he pulled was blank so he pulled it again and by the grace of God the cartridge that he had put in the gun was empty he then asked Wendy have you ever considered suicide it wasn't loaded this time but I can come and get you any time the second kidnapping of Wendy was so brutal that in the hospital Wendy was finally heard by the police Her first report, by the way, she did report him the first time he kidnapped and raped her, but the police didn't believe her and ripped up her story. Like they started to write it and then they were like, you what? You laid on the ground in his van beaten up and you didn't try to fight back. She was like, I just wanted to live, you know? Yeah. And he was like, you didn't fight. You didn't do it. You didn't do it. So this time... They believed her story and they went and they found Mario. They found the van that he had driven and they found enough evidence to send him to trial. As Mario was waiting the trial for Wendy's incident, he started dating another woman that worked as a secretary for his defense team. Somehow he fit convinced this lady that Wendy was a lunatic making up the story about the kidnapping. He must be some sort of like smooth talker. Yeah. Lynette Smith was this woman's name. Lynette found herself living with Mario pretty quickly. And of course, Mario's monstrous ways showed themselves fairly soon after they started living together. And he started to abuse Lynette. Lynette was over his abuse and decided to leave his ass on Christmas 1979. She had her mother fly in to support her. And somehow, Mario convinced the two ladies to go out to dinner with him before they officially broke up for like a nice Christmas dinner. Okay. So after the three were went to dinner, they were driving back when witnesses say they saw the sedan that they were in accelerate to over 90 miles an hour, cross two lanes before plunging into deep water. And, and mind you, this is up in the Bay Area, okay? Okay. Like Oakland area. Witnesses then saw Mario emerge from the roof of the car alone. He didn't swim to shore right away. Not until the car was totally submerged does he make his way to the shore, leaving behind the two women who were with him. Oh, my God. As the Oakland PD arrived on the scene and questioned Mario, Mario refused to talk. After some coercing, he finally mentioned that he was with two other people. And the officer looked over and noticed Lynette's mom's body. But Lynette, she wasn't found for 21 days. By rescue workers. Oh, my gosh. Mario says Lynette was driving the car, but obviously no one believes him. And this tragedy was left as an accident. But I'm sure you and me both know. I don't think it was an accident. No. 
So back to the trial that Mario is waiting on for his kidnap and rape. It is now 1981 and the courts are backlogged. So they go to Wendy and they say, hey, Mario is going to take a plea deal. He's going to plead guilty to assault with a deadly weapon and we're going to drop the rape and kidnapping charges because really it's just your word against his. Boy. So Mario only got probation. Crazy. Which is total shit. Yeah. I also think that we have evolved since 1981. Yeah. Thankfully. First Playboy and now this. Yeah. It's all, know, right? it was all bullshit. Yeah. Believe but, women. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, because of this, it let Mario get away with murder. Right. I also find that California is letting a lot of people, and maybe not even California, maybe it's more places than just California, but that's where I know because I was living there. But they are letting people off with no repercussions. And I think that where people have no repercussions of like even smaller crimes, it allows them to think that they're going to have no repercussions for larger crimes. Oh, it empowers them. I mean, you could see that just with the Will Smith slap. Sorry to bring everything back to that. But he slapped a reporter and then felt like he could just slap Chris Rock. You, oh, you, right. you get away with it and then you you think you could do it again. No, yeah. not acceptable. No tolerance for violence. No. No. So we all know, no doubt, Mario murdered Christy. And prosecutors thought that with all the DNA evidence, the physical evidence, the computer forensics, along with Mario's past, that they could probably get a conviction without a body. So they took his ass to trial. And guess what? What? He was found guilty. Thank God. Okay, good. It was a huge victory. And he was sentenced to 58 years to life in prison, which still doesn't seem enough. Like 58 years? I mean, why not just life? I think they probably didn't give him life at first just because they didn't have the body. Yeah. Christy's family was very thankful for the conviction, but her mother, Debbie Boyd, still had a hole in her heart. Her baby girl was still out there somewhere, and she was not going to stop searching for her. She would never give up. So she kept in real close contact with the investigators. She also was and still is on the board for Crime Victims United, an organization whose mission is to support and strengthen public safety, promote balance in the criminal justice system, and protect the rights of victims. Debbie is an amazing advocate and teacher. She speaks to her story and really has fought for the rights of victims. At one point, Debbie and Mario actually started corresponding via letters. And of course, Debbie was in search to know where Christy was. And I think Mario was in search of some freedom. Right. He would tease Debbie with saying that he would talk while also still maintaining that he was innocent. Debbie said that she almost did go meet Mario in person, but something inside of her soul told her not to let this monster get the best of her. And there was no way that she was going to let her daughter kill her on the streets. But what this did do was open up investigators' minds to the fact that Mario still knew where she was. So... They requested funds to work on the case again after 15 years. So in 2019, they started again and began questioning Mario's son, who was, he was just a teen at the time, but he remembered something. He remembered that Mario was not at the soccer game that weekend and Mario was at all the soccer games. He also remembered his dad was working frivolously on the yard with his tractor. So the team thought that maybe their cadaver dogs missed the first go around and they hired a ground penetrating radar company to come out and inspect the 4.5 acres, which was now owned by someone else. Yeah. So upon inspection, they found a few places that were like 
disturbed or like when the ground, when that radar penetrates the ground, what they see is, you know, they can't see through the ground, but they can see if the soil has been disturbed or if there's like big boulders or rocks or something under there, but they don't know what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. So the first place they start to dig, they found a large boulder. So they moved on. And at one point, the tractor pulled up some dirt. The investigators were there watching the whole time. And it looked like a bone. And it was. So they, you know, they stop the tractor and they get some people out there to like meticulously see what's going on. And it was Christy Wilson. They were able to recover 95% of her skeletal remains. Wow. So after 15 years in August 2020, Debbie received a knock on her door with the notification that her daughter was going to be laid to rest properly. Debbie's husband was also so thrilled. He says, not only did they bring my stepdaughter back, but they also brought my wife back. This case is truly an amazing one because not only were they able to get a murder finally off the streets, but they didn't give up for justice for the victim. Living or not living, I think people have rights and especially the living victims like Christie's family. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. And as for Garcia, well, he's a dead man. He died of COVID on Christmas Eve 2020. Um, I think he also had cancer on top of it. So he had an underlying condition, but he's not around any longer. Well, I really am curious about his wife, Tab. Like, how did, how, how, what did he do with that? Your husband murdered someone. I, I have a sneaking suspicion life wasn't so good at home. I have a sneaking suspicion life wasn't good at home either. You don't go from, from being an abuser to all these other women to being a saint. Yeah. I think he probably was also abusive. Um, I don't know for a fact. I do know that she finally did believe that he was a murderer, even though he kind of, he would never, he was just acted like he was so innocent. He also was on some like 48 hours or something like he did interviews and, you know, he's just a narcissist and comes across like that never would you know never would he apologized to he did apologize to debbie at one point but he apologized for her losing her daughter but not took no responsibility for the fact that he was the one that did it yeah i saw the best meme it said did you know that narcissist spelled backwards is asshole (laughs) and then it's and then it says hey if they can make shit up so can we (laughs) because it is so true yeah that is so true that is so funny yeah so that is such a crazy case I'm so I'm so thankful that they did find her but I mean it didn't have to happen and well I know you know not to pick on them with the first time but yeah if if somebody has a tractor what that is needs to get rid of a body 100% they're using that tractor I mean a guy will find any excuse to use a tractor (laughs) that's the truth (laughs) like it 100% so they were yeah they they blew it the first time for sure I think my tractor's sexy yeah uh yes I do think so also I don't know I mean I've listened a lot of their talk and they say that the sheriff's department did a spectacular job the first time but okay i mean they don't want to throw anybody under the bus and so i guess you and i will say that they didn't do enough because she was on their property the entire time yeah and the ground had to still be like kind of just visibly disturbed i mean yeah that's nice they found it now but it's overlooked Hey, I've got something that gets me to thinking about uh, another woman in Northern California, Sherry Papini. 
And I just want to give you all a little update on it because I am still really following this case closely. And she had her preliminary hearing scheduled for um, March 25th, I believe. Anyways, it's been moved to April 29th. So still have my calendar marked. Can't wait to see her butt show up in court. (laughs) Okay. Just so everyone knows. Good to know. We'll be talking about it. Good to know. We will be talking about it. Great. Awesome. Um, Okay, you guys, if you want more of us, please find us on Patreon. Gretchen is doing a bonus crime this week, and it's a good one, you guys. It's about... It's a twofer. uh, It is a twofer. It's two crimes in one. And, you know, we like to talk about, you know, getting scandaled on the GoFundMes because we probably have all been there. And... These ones are good. Gretchen, you dug up some good stuff. Yeah. So check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. It also just is really a good way to support us if you guys love us and can do so, you know, because I know you guys all support us. Anyhow, also follow us on Instagram. I've been really trying to work on our Instagram being more active and I think I'm doing a pretty good job, but I'm I'm. I think I'm real confident today. It's probably because I'm going to play a singles match right now with somebody oh, that I God. know is better than me, and I'm going to get taken down. <laughs> so. Okay, take your CBD. <laughs> oh, you know what happened? Oh my God, you guys! I love. I take CBD. The feels. You remember that was one of our sponsors at one time, and they have these mints, and they are amazing. And so I would take a mint before my match so I don't get so nervous. Well, my I had a water pipe burst in my garage and my tennis bag was in there. And I went to go grab my mints the other day and they were so wet and disgusting. And so I have to try to figure out how to order some more. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't have any CBD to take, Gretchy. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I might have some real stuff, but then I will not play well at all. No, you will not. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Anywho, follow us on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook as well. That's our private group. So nobody in your regular Facebook group will know what you're talking about. Um, and if you really, really, really want to be our best friends, please tell your friends to listen to us or tell people on the street or tell a neighbor. I don't care. Tell tell anybody. Uh, and that will help us. So uh, have a wonderful week. And we hope to hear from you Thursday on Patreon. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.